Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Jane Urquhart. Jesus, we thank you that, that we're here in your presence. Jesus, you, you are everything. You've done everything. It is finished. And we start from that place, Lord. You have done everything for us. And we thank you today. Lord, we, can, we know you. You love us. Oh, there's so much of you, more and more and more, that you want to show us, you want to reveal to us. You, you've done everything and you've filled us with your spirit, but there's always more of you to discover and live in the fullness of. And yeah, Jesus, we just love you today Amen. because you first loved us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Um, so, we're starting a little bit earlier. I'm starting a little bit earlier because at 20 past 11, we're going to um, have all the children come back in. And we have a, 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 something that we want to do as a response as a church. And so we want to allow time, time for that. So... Um, some of the groups are going to be coming in, um, but uh, sorry, all of them will. Some will be brought. Some of the children will be brought in. But if the parents of followers, explorers, and adventurers aren't they great names? <laughs> followers, explorers, adventurers. If you, if you're a parent of one of those at 20 past 11, if you can go and get them, bring them in, and we're going to have a time together as whole church family. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. I'll remind you, and if I forget, someone remind me, please. Okay. So we're looking at. Simply Jesus, the theme, um, this, uh, this season, and which I love because it's all about him. Uh, our lives and everything that we do is just simply about him. And um, we, we get busy, we do a lot of stuff, there's, there's all kinds of things that go on in our lives, but our focus and our heart, that needs, like this morning, always come back to the fact that it's just amazing grace. It's his amazing grace in our lives. And um, the title I've been, giving, been given, like the title I had the last time I spoke, is about Jesus overcoming. <laughs> so it must be this sort of thing that goes on in my life where it's, it appears that I overcome things, so then I, so I have to speak about overcoming. <clears throat> it doesn't always feel like that, but anyway. Jesus the overcomer. And we were looking in Mark. We've been looking in Mark the last few weeks. The Gospel of Mark. And um, <clears throat> Mark chapter 1 we see that uh, there's this, this process that, that goes on. And, uh, and Mark just states it just factually, what these things that Jesus goes through. But they are all things that need to happen in our lives for us to be overcomers, okay? So, so he's baptised by John. Goes into the river, he's baptised. All of us need to be baptised, amen? Yeah. Yes. He's filled with the Holy Spirit. It says that the, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit came on Jesus he needed the Holy Spirit to do what he, the Father was calling him to do. And every single one of us, if we've come to Jesus, need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? And if you aren't, you can be today. Yeah? Amen. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. We cannot live the Christian life without the Spirit of Christ in us. He is the Spirit that enables us to overcome. The other thing that happened as the Holy Spirit came on in, there was this voice that spoke out over Jesus that loved him and affirmed him. And it was the Father's voice that said, this is my son in whom I'm pleased, in whom is my delight, depending on what translation you read. This is my son and I love him. And every single one of us needs to know that we know that we know that our Father in heaven loves us. We need to know it. We need to know it deep, deep, go deep, deep, that he loves us, that we are loved, that we are affirmed, that the Father looks at us before we do anything and says, I love you. I affirm you. Amen. And if you don't know it, get into the word, get into the word and find out that he loves you. His word is truth. So... Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. And we know the next bit that happened was that the Holy Spirit, as soon as he'd heard that, as soon as the Spirit's come on him, the Spirit leads him into the wilderness, leads him into um, a time of testing. And, and um, 
that's in, that's in Luke 4. So we're going to look a little, little bit at that, the exact words that Jesus uh, spoke when the enemy spoke to him. We, this is something we need to be able to do ourselves. Okay, so if you turn to Luke 4, if you've got your Bibles or your phones or whatever. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. It's a bit of an understatement, that. (laughs) Anyway, and the devil said to him, so the devil speaks to us, okay? He comes. He says, if you are the son, if you are the son of God. Now he just heard that he's loved by the Father, okay? This is why we need to know it. Because the devil will always come and question us and who we are. He says to him, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. And Jesus told him, no. It's the New Living Translation. I don't know what yours says. But he says, no. The scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. But by every word, it comes from the mouth of God. And the devil took him up and revealed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them. The devil said, because they are mine to give to anyone I please, I will give it all to you if you will worship me. And Jesus replied, the scriptures say, or it is written, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil took him to Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, if you are the son of God, if again you are the son of God, jump off for the scriptures. Say, so the devil knows the scriptures as well, okay, and uses them against Jesus. Um, The scriptures say he will order his angels to protect and guard you, and they will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. And Jesus responded, the scriptures also say, you must not test the Lord your God. And I love this because Jesus was using what we call the Old Testament. Okay? He, he knew the scriptures and he used the word as a weapon against the enemy to shut down his lies and his doubts and his questions that come into his head. And I know I can preach this and say, we need to say no, but I know sometimes in my head I don't say no when the enemy comes. But it happens to all of us, doesn't it? The enemy whispers lies or questions, what, you know, if or do this. The devil says, do this because he wants us to get off track. He wants us to do something that is contrary to the will of God for our lives. He says, do this. And we have to say, no, I am not listening to you, devil. The word says this. We need to know the word of God. And we can say to the devil, it is written about me. It is written about me. Ephesians, in Ephesians, I am seated in heavenly places. It is written. That is me. I am seated. We need to know scripture to be able to combat the enemy, yeah? Jesus is the word. He said, I am the word. I am the fulfillment of the word. The word is living and active. It is a sword to use against the enemy. When he comes whispering, when he comes trying to tempt us to, to, to get off track, out of the will of God, we need to say no. Amen? We need to know what the word says and speak that word in its place, which we're going to do in, in, a, in a few minutes. Um, Jesus, you know, he lived in a time, a really testing time. He lived, they lived with the Roman Empire dominating his, his country. Okay, so there's violence going on. If there's not crucifixions, then the Jews are throwing stones at each other. Do you know what I mean? There's just like violence everywhere. It's a religious place. And, and numerous times Jesus said, it is written, or have you not read? Even to the religious, we need to know what the, what the Word of God says when we live in trying times. And are we living in trying times? In Matthew 22, 29, Jesus said something amazing to the religious people. He said, your mistake is you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God. It is so important. And they did know the scriptures, but they didn't know him. We need to know what the word says in this day and time that we're living in about us, about our future, about the destiny of the church, about the destiny of the nations. We need to know what the word says and we need to know the power of God in our lives that comes by the Holy Spirit. Amen? I know we all know this, (laughs) but it's the living it out, isn't it? Jesus 
faced opposition all the time. He was continually questioned, he was rejected by his own, he was disowned by his friends, he suffered violence, he suffered people trying to kill him, and then obviously we know he did suffer violence. And, um, and he, you know, he was constantly going throughout his life and his journey with the, with the Father, doing what God was asking him to do. He was constantly interrupted by people. But, you know, he didn't react. Jesus responded. And he could only do that because he spent time with the Father and he, and he knew what was coming his way in a day. Okay? Spending time with the Lord is the most important thing we can do. Spending time with the Father so that when things come our way, we don't react we're responding, whether it's a situation or a person or it could be something totally contrary that happens in our, in our world, um, illness or accident or something like that. We need to be able to respond in the right way because we know who we are. We know whose we are, yeah? It's so important. Jesus said we will be treated like him. He said that. And if you think that everything that came against Jesus, he said that we, the, the same things will happen to us and uh, we're not to be surprised. We're all tested and we're all tempted by the enemy to fail God, to get us off track. And we need him. That's why we need to be close to him. Okay? Yeah? That's the only way we're going to overcome I read a quote somewhere um, years ago. It said, to the extent that we are ignorant of the word, the enemy will have victory over us. To the extent that we're ignorant of the word, the enemy will have victory over us. His word authors faith in us. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. We fix our eyes on him. Yeah. So in Proverbs 4, it says, listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you. And pay attention to all that I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Okay, so it's not just a head thing. We don't just like, you know, scan the Bible so I've done my bit for the day. It's, it's allowing the word to penetrate deep into our spirit, okay? And he says, this is the uh, Passion Translation. It says, and as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life, radiant health into the very core of your being. If you meditate on that, if you have a sickness that is from the core of your being, you can be healed. The word and the prayers, Holy Spirit at work in you, God can heal you at the core of your being when you spend time in his truth. Amen. And I've seen, it hap- I've seen it happen in my own, in my own body. So I, am, I know it works. Yeah. So, so get in the word, yeah? yeah? Get in there, it works. So coming against us in this world, we have fear. There is a lot of fear at the moment out there, yeah? yeah. This virus that's going on. Yeah. Uh, restricting movement, restricting life, restricting economies. It's just having a, 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 big, a big effect. And the media has a lot to answer for, yeah? Just... Yeah. just yeah. Constant, constant, constant. Fear-mongering, but we know it's real. People are dying. People are dying. And um, so there's fear, the sickness, the things that we, we face, loneliness. We face sin. We face shame. We face guilt. We just, just daily life just chucks all kinds of rubbish at us, doesn't it? There's oppression, depression. In the days that we're in, and Jesus said in the last days, there will be famine. There will be pestilence. There's, I mean, if you think about the different things that are going on in the earth, there's famines going on, there's pestilence, there's these locusts, aren't there? These locusts that are going on in Africa that are just like stripping the land. Earthquakes, the ungodly rising up in our nations. We know that ungodly laws passed. There's just all this stuff going on. There'll be tribulation. And the Lord said, didn't he, there would be shakings. Shaking so that what cannot be shaken will remain. And what remains is the word of God. <laughs> That's why we need to be, it needs to be in us. So I want us to read Psalm 91. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it in the Passion Translation. So if you want to listen, uh, you can read along in yours if you want, or, or listen to me as I read through this, because this is amazing. And um, we were in uh, Israel recently, and um, 
sorry, excuse me. Um, and um, uh, there were a few things going on around the lives of people that were, should have been on the trip. And then when we, found, when we got to Israel, we found out that the virus, um, a thousand Koreans had been, and when they'd got home from Israel, they, they'd, they had the virus. So in Israel, they were trying to trace who had been, what, where, where these Koreans had been, and we didn't want them shutting down sites so that we couldn't carry on with you know, our trip. So anyway, I, I messaged a load of, load of girls back here and um, got them praying. So they were praying, a lot of them messaged me back, <laughs> they were all praying Psalm 91. And, um, and I want to read this over you, so just receive this word over your lives, okay? When you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me. The only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy and he will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil launched against you. Even in a time of disaster, with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you have delighted in me as my great lover, I will greatly protect you. I will set you in a high place, safe and secure before my face. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray. And you will find and feel my presence, even in your time of pressure and trouble. I will be your glorious hero and give you a feast. For you will be satisfied with a full life and with all that I do for you. For you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to read Psalm 23 as well, because that's, it's something I've been in for a few days, and it's just amazing. Psalm 23, we know this one. I just love how it says it in here. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. He's our best friend and he's our shepherd looking out for us, yeah? I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. We need to rest in his love, don't we? His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honour to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, you know, every one of us will face death. Every one of us goes through hard uh, situations and circumstances or deaths of of people that we love. We all go through these things, but he leads us through them out to the other side. Amen. We don't get stuck there. Even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. It's brilliant. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. 
The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely for you are near. You become my delicious feast, even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? This is a biggie. People fear the future and people fear death. But as church, we do not need to fear the future. And we do not need to fear pestilence and disease and death. When we, when we go places or fly or whatever, if ever the, the conversation comes up about what might happen, as far as I'm concerned, it's win-win. If I'm alive, it's great. If I go to heaven, it's great. And win-win situation, there is no fear. There is no sting of death. It's gone. There is no fear. Amen? Can you say it's win-win? The next time you face something that's scary, it's win-win. Amen? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, my life is through. I'll return to your glorious presence to be with you forever. That's where we're heading. Doesn't matter when. (laughs) It's win-win, okay? So Jesus said in the end times, all this stuff is going to be going on around us. And in Luke 21, 28, it says, when these things begin to happen, stand up. We're not those cowering around in fear. He says, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. So we know we are in last days. We know we're in challenging times. We know there is more to come. The glory and kingdom of God is coming. All hell is going to break loose because he doesn't want it to come. But we have to stand up and lift up our heads because we know our redemption is drawing near. He says, do not be afraid. Okay. Do not be afraid. But sometimes we do get afraid, don't we? And sometimes our hearts fail us. And um, sometimes we might fail a test that's in front of us yeah. because of fear. Yeah. If God asks us to do something, we don't want to do it because of, we, we, we hold back because of fear. Sometimes we're, we're tempted and we fail. Yeah. We sin and yeah. we blow it and we know we've blown it. Yeah. This is the reality of our lives, yeah? yeah? But Jesus is praying for us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He's praying for us. And I felt the Lord say, when I was preparing for this, he said, um, he wanted to say over us, don't fear failure. Don't fear failure. We can fear all kinds of things. But he said, don't fear failure, because if we fear failure, we can live in a, in a constant state of anxiety that we're going to blow it, or we have blown it. That's, that's not that we, 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 yes, we need to fear sin. We don't want to go near it, okay? But if we fail, he said, don't fear it. Because we live in anxiety or we live driven to achieve. And he doesn't want us living driven. He wants us led by the Holy Spirit and living at peace, okay? We do fail sometimes. Our hearts fail us. But you know what? Jesus knows you love him. You wouldn't be in this room. Jesus knows you love him. And Jesus is praying for every single one of us. Which is so encouraging. (laughs) Does anybody else agree? In Mark 1, when Jesus had um, done, you know, like he'd been filled with the Spirit, he'd been in the the desert, he came back and he... um, he chose his disciples, okay? And he, the first one he, he chose was Simon Peter. And I love this because um, he knew he was calling Simon Peter because Simon Peter was going to lead his church. He was going to give the responsibility of, of, of the sheep that he, Jesus had come to die for, he was going to give to Peter. But he also knew that Peter was going to fail him. But he chose him anyway. So in Luke 22, 
I just want to, I just want to spend a few minutes in here. Is this okay? Yeah. You guys doing all right? Yeah. I love this about uh, Jesus and Peter. This is the heart, the heart of Jesus. It's so amazing. Uh, in Luke 22, um, verse 29, uh, he's, in 28, he says, Jesus said to them, you have stayed with me in my time of trial. And just as my father has granted me a kingdom, I now grant you the right to eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. And you will sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Okay, so this was, this was the future, the destiny for the disciples. They were gonna, they're going to be sitting on thrones in heaven judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And then he says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. Okay, so Satan has asked to test the disciples. And it's been allowed. But I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. So Jesus knew what what Peter was going to do. In the moment of testing, Simon Peter, the fear was going to rob him, okay, but not of his faith in Jesus, okay? So Peter said, Lord, I love Peter, Lord, I'm ready to go to prison with you and even to die with you. So in his own strength, he's like, Jesus, I love you. And, you know, we do that. We're like, Jesus, we love you. I'm going to stand with you forever. You know, I'm never going to do this, do that, all the rest of it in our own strength. But Jesus said to him, Peter, let me tell you something. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times Deny, deny three times that you even know me. Amazing. Amazing. In our own strength, we can try and overcome in our love for Jesus, but we, we, we fail. Let's turn over and see what happens. So they go to the Mount of Olives. Well, we know, don't we, that, that when they're... Um, no, let's just stay with the, the track. So they go to the Mount of Olives after Jesus has said this to Peter, okay? And we know this is where Jesus has to face uh, the battle of going to the cross, okay? And, um, and he's saying, Father, um, if you're willing, take this cup of suffering away from me, yet not what I want, but your will be done. And we know that he, he goes back in um, Luke 22, um, uh, 43, um, 43. No, 45. At last he stood up and went to the disciples only to find them asleep, exhausted from grief. Why are you sleeping, he asked. Get up and pray so you will not give in to temptation. And then it goes on. Jesus is betrayed. And we know that when Jesus is is being taken prisoner, that um, three times somebody says to Peter when he's in the presence of what's going on, Aren't you one of his disciples? And three times Peter says, no, I'm not. And that's, that's pure fear. That is fear because of the reality of the situation and the violence that's going on. If, he, if, he's, well, if he's with Jesus, it could happen to him. So, and then it's, it, go, it says that he goes off weeping bitterly because he's just denied the very one that he loves and said, I'll stand with you. Okay? But what's interesting is um, we... Uh, Jesus said to him when he was facing his moment of trial he went back to the disciples and said watch and pray so you will not enter into temptation for your you know Peter you're excited you, I know you love me but everything about you is weak you are not going to be able to overcome this test that is coming your way watch and pray so that you're ready so that you are able to overcome. He said, can't you watch with me one hour? The spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. And, and Peter blew it. Because in our flesh, we blow it, don't we? Yeah. In ourselves, we are weak. But he is our strength. Amen. He is our song. 
We're in a season where we need to be watching and praying. What Jesus was saying to him is, this is going to happen and you're not going to be ready for this. You're not going to get it. And he didn't because Peter reacted. We know Peter reacted in his flesh. He's got the sword out to cut off the servant's ear. He's ready to fight them all off, not acknowledging what was going on in a spirit. And as church, we are in a time where we need to watch and pray. We need to be in the presence of the Lord praying more now than ever in the days that we're in. And a call to the church is to wake up. A call to the church in this time is to wake up and to get up. uh, There's a scripture, um, uh, I I think it's Acts 16. You know where Peter, um, so he's... um, you know, he's been called by Jesus to, you know, lead the church. And he is, and he, but he's been arrested. So he's in prison. Is it Acts 16 or Acts 11? He's in prison and um, he's seated between a whole load of soldiers. And he's chained, he's shackled, and these soldiers are all around him. And he's in the, you know, he's not getting out of, of where he is. And he's asleep, okay? And, um, and he's fast asleep and it says this angel comes and like nudges him, like, like kicks him, wakes him up and he says, wake up. Wake up, Peter. Get up. He says, put on your shoes, put on your cloak and follow me. Okay. And for me, this is a word right now for the, for the church. Okay. I'm not talking about us necessarily. We're, we're, we are a church that goes after Jesus 110%, right? And 100 miles an hour sometimes. But we're going to learn to slow down a little bit <laughs> and not be driven, but be led. Anyway, that's another story. Um, we, we're, we're a church that pursues the law, but there is a, the, the church generally can be, can be slumbering, okay? The church in general can be asleep and not aware of the day that we're in. Not, not awake and praying and, and, you know, ready for the battle, ready for that's coming. So this word, get up, and it is like a forceful, this angel like, it's like a nudge or a kick. Wake up, get up, Peter. He's the leader of the church. Um, stand up, put on your shoes, and put, which is uh, put on your shoes. Now, the shoes represent, if you're talking about the prodigal son where God puts the shoes on, the, on his son, servants didn't wear shoes, sons wore shoes. Here's a son, stand up in who you are. Stand up in your sonship, church. I'm speaking it over us all. Stand up in our sonship. Put on your cloak, which is your mantle of authority in this day. And he says, and follow me. And as he followed him, all the gates and doors opened up before him. The angel went before him and opened him so he could just walk straight out and and head back to the prayer meeting that was happening where they're all praying for him. But it's a word for us at this time. It is a word for the church. It's a word for me. Wake up. Get up. Stand up. Put on who you are in the spirit. You're a son. Walk in it. Walk in your authority. Follow me. We don't know where that, where that takes us. It will be some, to somebody, to a person, to your neighbor. Maybe into a strange situation, to another nation. Even when there's disease going on. Do you know what I mean? We have to follow Jesus wherever he, he wants us to go. Amen. We go where he's sending us because there's something that needs to happen. And we need to be up and and moving in in this authority. Is this okay? Are you okay? It's the days that we're in, watching and praying. There's more prayer going on at night because there are more things we need to be combating at night. It's when the enemy's at work. And um, I, I I know the different prayer watches People are hearing amazing, thing, amazing things from the Lord and strategies. Strategies in prayer, yeah. but not just in prayer, strategies to overcome situations, circumstances, sin. Yeah. Situations to overcome things that we all challenge that are going to help us. Yeah. God, is, God wants to download to his church. Yeah. God wants to download to those who are listening. And if you are listening, he's going to be downloading stuff to you that will change your life, change the church's life, change society, because it's the time that we're in. When, we stand, when, we're, when we're moving in our authority, we bring light in the darkness. And that isn't just some like, oh yeah, we walk around glowing like the, you know, the ready brick 
advert, I used to be all porridge or whatever. It's not that. It's that we bring light where there is darkness. Yeah. We bring change yeah. where laws are being... We, we have a friend who's a lawyer at the moment, and I can't say any more than that, really, apart from he's, in, he's, he's tackling and challenging things that have been that are going on at the moment in our society. He, as a lawyer, he's challenging them and he's seeing breakthrough. Things that we think couldn't change, he's seeing breakthrough. That's, what God, that's where God wants to position all of us. Okay? T- sorry, I'm not telling you off. Does this sound like I'm telling you off? <laughs> Just delivered a word. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Um, so don't be afraid in this time. Don't be afraid of failure because Jesus is praying for us. He will pick you back up, put you on the right path and still call you and use you in where he wants you to. Amen. So be encouraged. If you struggle in any way, you can overcome. Amen. We are weak, but there's stuff he wants to download. There's stuff he wants us to be overcoming. Um. There are strategies, like I've said, he wants to release in prayer, but then very practical ones, that the kingdom of heaven has come. So the kingdom will look different to this world. The strategies that God wants to give, the things he will get you to write, the things he will get you to say. You know, when Esther prays Purim this week in uh, All Jews Celebrate, you know, Esther... um, uh, you know, in the book of Esther, where the whole nation suffered, uh, were under this curse, this, this decree of death. So Esther prayed, you know, she fasted and prayed for three days, got before the king um, to see something shift. And God gave her this strategy to then bring to the king. And she basically just spoke truth of the situation and it shifted. A new decree was written, so they weren't slaughtered, Okay. And that's our, that's our role. As we get before him, when we're fasting and praying in these days, God would download a strategy where we can speak truth to kings and things change. Some of you believe it. <laughs> it's truth. It's who we are. We are sons. Amen. Just like Jesus, we face the same things, but he overcame. He overcame. We face the same things. Yeah, Yeah, it's an interesting season we're in, isn't it? And we know from Scripture that in one sense, things are going to get worse. And um, stuff's going to be happening in shakings and things that aren't, maybe things we've never faced before. When Clive's word about unprecedented we're in unprecedented days and God is going to do unprecedented things but he does it through his people who are up for it. Okay? Who are not living in fear but we're like, do you know what? There's an answer for this. There's an answer for this. And we stand up in who we are and we go for it. And I know there's people in here that are going to have things that are going to bring shift in this nation. They're going to bring shift in our community. We're meeting together with the leaders from, some of the leaders from the other churches in Horsham um, to pray together and, um, and have a prayer strategy over Horsham and a, a strategy from him where we can see, you know, the, the word about throw your nets, you know, go deep, throw your nets over. And all, there was so much they called in the other boats to help them. God gave that word, so we're pursuing it. We're, all, we're meeting with other leaders because we need to bring this harvest in together. This is not, it's not just our church, it's the church, amen. And we hear so many stories of where God is moving in communities and towns and nations because the church is praying together. So we're, you know, we're shifting course, if you like. Uh, we're in response to the things that God is saying and um, there's, there's a lot of exciting stuff to we, we know we can see God break out in our region. Amen. Yes. But it'll take every single one of us believing yes. it and going yes. for it. In our own lives, in our own watch, over our own hearts and lives, but then for those that God will get us to pray for. Amen. Um, it'd be great if we can all stand. And I want us to respond 
to this word in a few minutes so that the parents will go out. But I just want us to pray and respond first to, um, to the word, to what God has spoken to you personally. What is he challenging you with? What is he, you've got to, you know, have your own response to the Lord in this, in this word about whether you're applying yourself more, uh, praying more, getting, reading the word more, knowing scripture so you know how to combat every lie that comes against us and all the rest of it. And, um, and also, yeah, I just want us to, um, we're going to pray, okay? And I want us, we have the authority to curse the curse. We have the authority to curse this virus, okay? To curse the curse that's, cut, that's breaking out and uh, attacking people and economies and travel and just, you know, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, yeah, so let's pray. Father, you pray. Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Kori arabashi dere gere arabahadi dere gere shere gere. Kori arabadi dere gere shere gere yere gere shere gere. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, Father. Father, I thank you that you love every single one of us deeply. Father, that we would know, that we know that we are loved, that we are your children, that we are your sons and daughters, that you will never let us go, Lord. You would never let us go. You love us. Your delight is in us. Before we did anything, Lord, you love us. And I pray, Father, for every single person here that they would know, that they would know that they are loved by you. Deeply, deeply, deeply loved, deeply affirmed that it is our rock, that it is what we stand on, is what we will always go back to. Whatever life throws at us, Lord, we would know it through your word. We would know it through your presence. We would know it, Lord Jesus, that you died for us because you love every single one of us, Lord, so deeply. Father, I thank you for a church that is solid and secure because it knows it is loved, that it does not fear failure. We do not fear failure because you are a good father who picks us back up, Lord, who loves us anyway, that, Father, we overcome because we know we are loved. Lord, we have security because we know, Jesus, you are praying for us. You are praying for us, Lord, that our faith will not fail in these days. We may stumble and fall, but our faith in you, Jesus, will not fail in these days. I speak it over your church, Lord. I speak it over your church, Lord. That we are covered by your wings and we are covered by your blood, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Father, I thank you that you call every single one of us to a closer walk with you. A closer walk with you, Lord, an intimacy, an intimacy with you, Father, that goes so deep. An intimacy, Lord, that keeps us. An intimacy, Lord, that draws us into your heart every day, every day. It's not that I have to read my word. I want to read my word. It's not that I have to worship. I want to worship you, Jesus. I want to be with you. I want to be led by you, Holy Spirit, because there's things I'm going to face today I have never faced before. And I pray, Father, such a move of your spirit upon us, Lord. Such a move of your spirit upon us, Lord. We are led by you, Spirit, not driven by our fear, not driven by religion. We are led by you, Holy Spirit, into people's lives today, into circumstances, to bring freedom, to bring deliverance, to bring your words. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, if, you, um, if you've got children in... Um, Adventurers, I remember that one. Followers and 
explorers, thanks. Would you like to go and get them? Great, and we will carry on. We're going to carry on praying for a few minutes till you back down. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you. Lord, your word over us is to watch and pray in these days. And Father, I thank you that everyone here will be stirred, Lord, to watch, Lord, and pray with you, that we will be strengthened by you and willing, Lord, in this day of power. Lord, where we are able to stand, we are able to resist, we are able, Lord, to walk in our authority. The Lord, when you say to the church, stand up, wake up, you speak over us sonship. You speak over us authority, that, Lord, we would use our authority, Lord, in this day. And in the name of Jesus, we take authority over this virus. And we take authority over you. We bind you. We rebuke you. And we curse the curse in Jesus' name. We curse the curse in Jesus' name. And we speak of you. You will not touch this church. You will not touch the church. We curse the curse. We curse the virus in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. That you will not run our lives. You will not ruin our economies. You will not ruin our travel or where we are supposed to be doing for the will of God. You will not interrupt us. We curse you in Jesus' name. And you go back to the pit of hell where you came from in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for a church, Lord, who stands in this season, knowing who we are. Knowing who we are. If someone could let me know when, every, when all the kids are back in, the group's back in, because then we can... We'll stick the track on. Let's just keep praying. This track that we want to play is uh, the ironic blessing, okay? And the ironic blessing was a blessing that God wrote and spoke over his people. And he said it in number six, when, that, when he said to the priests, when you speak this blessing over my people, I myself will bless them. When you speak this blessing over my people, I myself will bless them. So this is God's word over us. This is God's word over the church. It's God's word over Israel. But it's God's word over every single one of us, over our families and over our children. Amen? So we're going to play this track. And we want, um, we want you to receive from this track the blessing of God yeah. and the truth of who you are yeah. and the truth of who he is in your lives and the truth of your future and your destiny and your children. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you are for us. You are for us. And we thank you, Lord. We can say amen. Amen to your word. So be it. That's what it means. We were seen, so be it, to your word over our lives as your people. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that you'll bless us. You bless us. You bless us. We receive it, Lord. We receive every blessing from you, Lord. We receive it. We believe it. We proclaim it, we live it, we speak it over others. 
Lord, because we know whose we are and we know who we are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And we're going to pray for people now if you want prayer. But I just want to say that priestly blessing. And I encourage you to have that song at home. Just have it on. Sing it over. It's truth over you and your family. But when it says his face shines upon you, and it does, so you need to know his smile. It actually means in the fullness of the, of the, of the Hebrew and the fullness of, of God, it means his order comes into your chaos. His order in your chaos. And we sometimes have chaos going on around us or in us. But His order comes in and sorts it out. That's the God we serve. Amen. His order can come into your family, circumstances, His order. And it also means that then we see clearly. We see clearly. We see who He is. We see who we are. We see what we need to do in a situation or in a circumstance. His order, we see and then it's, it means we are enabled to walk in our God-given calling. We all need to be able to walk in our God-given calling, amen. But He does it when we're in His presence and His face is towards us. We're enabled to walk. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.